You're tuned in to Love Studios Podcast with Leslie Olabisi. Today's episode is my interview with All By Fiat via Instagram Live, talking all things voiceover and accomplishing goals. We're going to be discussing the art and science of voiceover acting with the one and only Leslie O. So if any of y'all that aren't here or come through here are interested in that, definitely stick around. We're about to have some fun with the shits. All right, so you and I, did you start listening to Fela? How did you start listening to Fela? Um, can you see me? I'm, hold on. I guess we can see you. Young Patra. So I started... I started listening to Fela because I knew that he was um, somebody that Prince admired. You see the purple in the background now, speaking of Prince. Um, I knew that was somebody he admired, and I, I investigated, basically. And then I found what I found. And the, the song that really did it for me is um, Rich Shit. That's the song that really, like, brought me into the vibes um, of Fela. And I'm somebody that's a disco and funk head anyway. So that was from back in the 60s and 70s. And so that was right up my motherfucking alley. And I love jazz, too. He kind of brought all that stuff together. Yeah, yeah, that's what culture and high life, that's what it did. It, it took the influences of jazz and world music mm-hmm. with the djembe and all of our ancestral drums and that energy and that fire and that Nigerian right. player, you know? Tiffany Clemens, TC, what's good, girl? Kimo, Gina Weaver. What's poppin', Patty's? Hey, Patty Zed, young Patrick, darling. Good, my brother. Yeah, Patrick Fela is he, he's he's like that. I'm I'm glad that a lot of us younger people. I'm, hey, Gina. I'm 28, so I'm glad that a lot of us younger people are really like fucking with the Fela movement. God rest his soul, by the way. So I'm gonna get to the shits. You ready? You ready, uh, Leslie O? Yeah. That's a bet. So, you know, you and I had a good, you know, a good session yesterday. That was impromptu, but, you know, we got to rap on the Instagram FaceTime situation. Um, and I'm glad I was able to get you to get up on here. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me. Thank you for having me. You know, listen, I serve creators and creatives, so why not interview them and, and get them to speak on some shit? You feel me? And you're an animated one, but we'll get off to that. Now, if you would just want to tell the people who you are, what you do, and things of that nature to get us started, feel free. The floor is yours. All right. Hey, hey, hey. My name is Leslie Olabisi, and I am an actor, voiceover, and host. Today, we're here talking all things Love Studios and voiceover, and my company, Leslie O Voice. <laughs> I provide commercial and narration voiceovers for anybody and everybody, uh, radios, production companies, independent businesses, podcasts, artists, musicians. I do collaborations with artists to do intros and skits on albums. I perform children's narrations, documentaries. I had several congressional and gubernatorial campaign voiceovers, some winners, uh, um, apps, explainer videos, all that type of stuff. So voiceover is something that people don't realize how much it's integrated into our lives, how much it's a part of the propaganda that we are all entrenched in that's constantly telling us what to do, where to go, what to buy, how to do this, you know what I mean? And so basically anytime 
you don't see the person talking, but you hear someone talking, that's voiceover. And um, voiceover seems to be sometimes out of the normal reach from people. And I am here to help and show that um, everybody can afford and everybody can find ways to implement voiceover into whatever they're doing, including if you are promoting things and posting things on social media. Uh, stats have already shown that posts with images and videos are more effective than just words. And then you saw the growth of people now adding music. But what you realize is that it's the image it's the music and it's the voice. It's those words. It's that propaganda that's driving home the message of your brand. And that's what Leslie O does. So you ultimately, you're the, you could be the voice of ways. What's up, head brat? You could be the voice of ways, correct? Yes, actually, I've, I'm constantly trying to, uh, they just started a feature where you can add your voice for your GPS, but I'm trying to- Word. Yeah, and there's another company I've been researching, just trying to like be the first person to figure out how can I get my voice into some of these um, GPS direction apps and then, you know, start getting my friends and people I know to use it so that it can spread. Uh, so there is so ways I, I believe you can add your own voice. My sister actually just told me that last week my father uses it. And then there's another company, I think it's called like Convergence or Nuance or something, but they're Right now, there are very small um, rollouts that are only partnered with um, particular, um, how do you say, the, the voice navigation systems that come programmed in cars and vehicles. So it's not just like Google or Waze or something. They're like specific programs. So it's coming, but, you know. It's it's uh, actually reputed that Samuel Jackson is supposed to be one of the uh, new voices coming for Google, which I love. He's right. one of my favorite Waze, voices. Waze has Morgan Freeman and shit, honestly. So, you know, shout out to that. And hey, y'all, if y'all are wondering what I'm drinking. This the dialogue. Week, Thanks for tuning in. So, yes. Leslie, oh, let's talk about. The dialogue what? is a voice tag client, actually. <laughs> Let's talk about, yeah. <laughs> about um, the origins of your voiceover acting interest and career. So what the hell got you into voice acting? Were you an animated child? <laughs> I'm sure I was, but that's not what it was. Funny enough, I used to actually not like my voice because it's deeper than most females of my age as I was growing up and just I just have more of like a gravelly it was just something that I didn't appreciate and I had not yet learned how to master uh so about 10 years ago I was working as a host and a filmmaker came in and I welcomed him into the place and he said wow you have a great voice for vo do you do voiceover and I was like no and that's the first time I was like, hmm. Now, people used to always ask me, do I sing because of my voice? But he's like, you have a good voice for voiceover. And I was like, hmm. And at the time, I was training at the studio conservatory at the Studio Theater in D.C. And I was starting to audition. And when I would go on auditions, the casting directors, the directors, they would, they would ask me, you know, do you do voiceover also? You know, just as a matter of fact thing, because it's common for an actor to do, to have at least three solid things you either sing dance act voice over um 
or some weird kind of contortionist type skill that's like common. And so I'm like, okay, I need to come, I need to circle back around to this because obviously if people who are in this industry keep asking me, <laughs> I'm not going to see, <laughs> but I'm a, I can speak real smooth life. So uh, I said, okay, I definitely have to look into this because people in the industry keep asking me about it. So then fast forward, uh, I attended the lease. So I did some, some gigs here and there. He had a documentary. His name is Art Jones, actually. Uh, he had a documentary that was coming out at the time, which, matter of fact, Brad, you were there. This was the time I came to the studio, and uh, it was something about 13%. I think it was like 13% talking about the AIDS epidemic at the time, 13%, or it was talking about uh, making up the jails. It was one of those. And I had these lines, and it was like 13%. 13% and I went to his studio, Head Brat, who's logged in right now and I was practicing it, but I just like did it on my cell phone because I didn't know any better to submit for this guy who said I had the great voice and voiceover. But obviously I did not get the job because at that time, like most people, I didn't realize you can't just go and just start talking and think that your voice is going to be enough for you to get the job. Like there's actual things that you have to do in, um, different technical things that you learn about the voice and execution of what the person is asking you. So uh, that's what started that journey. And let's pin it right there because that's the transition into the other stuff. Now, if y'all have a business, please drop an emoji in the chat because uh, we're going to try and have Leslie do something real fun real quick to give y'all a little sample of the, the, the magic that, you know, she could work for your brand as it pertains to the voicing option. All right. Any of y'all got businesses out there in the chat? Okay. Y'all drop those in there. So, Leslie, let's talk about the, let's transition over to the science of the, of the mic work, the voice work. Um, give us a little bit about, like, how you warm up and how one gets their voice prepared to do the damn work. Okay. Well, just like with singing, there are several different things that you can do. A couple of years ago, I did take voice lessons. I did take a voice class at the local community college because I felt like the connection is too tied together that I couldn't ben that I must I'm going to benefit something from taking these voice classes. And so, um, what I do, I, I, you want me to actually do it or describe it? You could do it. Give them a live demonstration. Uh, okay, come back. All right. Okay, so short version. So I'll do this one. And what does that help yeah. you? That, lo that loosens up your lips like this. Because it is very important that you open your mouth when you speak that way. Everyone can understand every syllable that you are saying without you trying to forcefully say something. You can just speak regularly, but when your lips are loose and open, then it all comes out, right? Um, and then also your vocal is uh, just the range is because you don't always talk in the same pitch. And then I also um, 
for actors a lot of times they'll do beat them bad them 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 it's just warming everything is just about loosening and warming up your vocal cords and your lips and then um what i got from my master voiceover program with a certain a series of words i read it off the paper um like tea yacht uh yacht pot table label you know just different words where your mouth has to go this way this way yeah and just loosens it up and warms it up. So it's always good to do that one good time first. So with before that, you with get that, started. With that being said, I didn't even introduce myself to the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Taylor J. Beckett. I'm the owner and the founding word and thought wrangler at All by Fiat, where I uh, I essentially map out map out and write out creatives businesses and help them save a lot of time by building their systems and their structures. Okay. 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 My mother and Coquito kicking in now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, after the exercises are done, is there a particular drink that you drink? Uh, maybe a chai tea, a certain type of water, you know, what, what's your, what's your shing ding? For me and most people, hi Eugene. Thank you for tuning in. For um, for me, it's always a delicate balance of the water, right? Because if you're if you're dehydrated, your mouth would. Hey Terrell, thanks for tuning in. If you're dehydrated, your mouth will make a lot of noise. So, and and uh, when you're speaking regularly, you wouldn't be able to hear. Like me and you having a conversation, you wouldn't hear all the mouth noise that I have going on, right? But when you're speaking into the microphone. And then someone's listening with headphones. They hear every single sound, every the sound that your tongue makes from pressing from the bottom to the roof, everything. So if you're dehydrated, it'll be noisy. Mm -hmm. But then if it's too wet, then you're constantly swallowing because you're salivating too much. So it's just that delicate balance. And what what waters do you drink? <laughs> well, what I don't I don't I don't advertise water. You say you don't advertise water? No. Okay. So you I don't even leave. I even take, when I'm in public, I take the labels off my bottles of water. It's the one product that I refuse to advertise. Why is that? Talk to me about that. Because I believe Talk that, the, because this planet is consists of nothing but water and the fact that people go without water, don't have it, and the fact that people make billions off of it, the fact that the pipes and Flint are still fucked up and people have to ship bottles of water and then you still want me to, you know, I, do, I just, that thing just bothers me. So that's my one little silent protest <laughs> nobody really knows about, but. <laughs> I read somewhere last week, like they're going to start in a few years, like trading water on the stock market or some shit like that. Like it was some crazy shit where I'm like the free fucking resource. The fuck are y'all doing? But you know, we're headed towards some spooky times as it pertains to humanity and, and just what we're really doing anyway. Hey, so Carla. This shit's about to get weird. Um, shout out to Terrell. You know now, yes, you do know now. <laughs> some yeah. people may have wondered and never asked, and they just thought it was another Leslie. Another Leslie thing. <laughs> like, oh, that's just Leslie being now, weird. Now, what are transitioning along what what would you say are some of your your childhood inspirations when it comes to voice work like what voice work stood out to you when you were a child or if i asked you now on the spot that come to mind as something that 
you know, resonated with you, whether it was a video game or um, it could have been like a movie, Lion King or something like that. What voice works? For me with voices, uh... And why did it stand? I would... What do you... I don't know. Uh, For me, when it came to when I was young and voices, it really was more about the movies. We were really into films. And first of all, my father is a big movie guy, so... The family that was just always a part of our family culture, going to the movies, every single major, every time movies came out, my family, hi, Mayor of DC, every time my family came out, I mean, every time a movie came out, we were all there. And then, you know, we would even do the double feature. You know, we made it a double feature because we would just go to another movie. I was about that life too. Real. And that was back when the nachos at the movie theater were good. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. The tortillas chips were like the mm-hmm. perfect. They kind of started to bring it back, but they were so good. And they used to have jalapeno peppers. <sighs> so, okay, we'll talk about that, Mayor DC. Make sure you ask a question in a minute. You too, Carla. So for me, though, when it comes to voice, it was always about one-liners. I've always been okay. a, a, I was always, in growing up all the way through high school, I was always a a quotes person and a one-liners quote person. And there was a period of time where I actually used to write them down in a book. It was thrown away, unfortunately, when I moved to New York. But um, so if I think childhood, I'll think of when they're all in the well and they come on the water and they think, oh, they think they found the the treasure, but really they realize it's that fountain that they, I mean, I know about pre-summer, but she didn't, as a child, she didn't have an impact on the voices. I that afterwards. Okay. Don't break, the thought. Don't break the thought. Okay. So then they realized that they were really just in the neighborhood fountain where people were throwing wishes, you know, and then <laughs> the guys come and then she's like, okay, come on up here from here. And then she doesn't come. And then she sends up the, uh, the, the sweater. And then the guy, he's laughing. And then he realized he got played and his friends are laughing at him. And then he, he's like, Andy, you go are the types of voices those are the types of things that stuck with me those one-liners those clips from movies that were dramatic or funny or clever like scream when um damn i forgot her name uh jennifer love hewitt when she was like what are you waiting not scream but um, oh i know what you did exactly what are you waiting for huh Huh? What are you waiting for? Huh? <laughs> yeah, so you like that type of shit. Yeah. Catalyst Project. When when Leslie and I talked yesterday, uh, we definitely brought, I brought up Cree Summers in that conversation. So Leslie, go ahead and reply to uh, Catalyst Project about Cree Summers, who's, who's awesome and we love her. You know, we love her, especially a different world and all the codename kids next door, um, all of the voices that she's done over the last 25 years of all of our lives, uh, Leslie, little one. Yeah, she's dope. I mean, you've already really said it, so. (laughs) Yeah, she's dope. Goonies, yeah, exactly. Raw, yes, that's another voice. (laughs) Rocky Road. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Les. Clowning. I like to clown, so that's that's what I think of when I think of voices. Regulators, mount up. Mount up. That's right. another one. Like yeah. Okay, you like them bam bam. So it, it, I like, I like, I just like stuff from the skit. So this is even 
an example of why when I said when I was listening to all of the different types of voiceover and I came up with my own niche area basically which is artist album collaborations right performance skits intros interludes for artists on their albums see uh like Gabadon he was actually one of the first artists that um that put one of my voiceovers on his album and so there's a lot of skits like from the basically I made the Lutz mixtape right and it's a remix of classic interludes intros skits from the 90s and the 2000s from all of our favorite most popular interludes from the 90s and 2000s so we're talking um the mad rapper we're talking um the chronic 20 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell her why, tell her why you mad, son. Tell her why you mad, son. Tell her why you mad, son. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm here for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't be recognizing all that new jack shit. You know what I'm saying? Word up, word up. We don't be on that new. Yeah, so stuff like that. That's really like in in the in the lane that I like to when it comes to voices. Shout out. So yeah, so that's what I put that out as an example, <laughs> as an example for artists because once the MP3, once um, singles, once digital music started taking over with the way that we consumed our music, hello, uh, the whole the out the idea of you having to make a whole full album from start to finish be great, you know, kind of went out the window. So you could do you could put out an album and only really have three good songs and just sell those songs and still make money off of it. So that's where you saw the death of the interlude. But right. I believe that oh, the man. interlude is making a comeback. We're gonna get to that. And shout okay. out Byron. Shout out to you brother. That's like that was the client all the Wu Tang stuff. Right. On Candace Sawyer Gould, that's my mother. Hello, mom. To Hi, mom. Tune in. It's Hold nice when you bring your parents support. Man, that must yeah, be listen. really nice. Holy, yeah, <laughs> I got to shout my mother out. Uh, holistically hilarious. Melanin B, what's up, girl? That's a friend of mine who is dope in her own right and a comedian. Um, Catalyst Project. I love comedians. Yes. My spirit. Catalyst my spirit twin. You remember, you remember when they were like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, Cut your kneecaps off and make you kneel in some stairs. Hey, right, right. I'm gonna cut something and, and make you and something down your. You can't even really say that now. You we know your mom's that, on. We can't even I mean, try to remember that one because that thing is vulgar. Mom knows. She knows. I'm. I'm. You know. She knows. I'm. Well, I'm, she doesn't know me and mom. I was raised better, so no, um, we will not be re. Uh, we will not be figuring out the words to the Wu Tang interlude at this moment. <laughs> moment. Uh, Catalyst. Roxy Bob, Jackson. Yes. That's my acting partner. Gabadon, that's a artist. That's the artist that. Um, oh yeah. Oh, your uncle is Tony Woods. Oh, he's freaking hilarious. I love watching him perform. I've seen him perform live so many times. You know Tony Woods? No, I don't. That's a DC uh, area comedian. Now back this train up real quick and take us somewhere. Yes, cut your eyelids off and feed you sleeping pills, like. <laughs> <laughs> Take a, I'm gonna take a rusty hammer, just a rusty hammer, and just bow. <laughs> you got me doing it live right now. Yeah, going to the house tomorrow. Hold your That's eyes open with paper clips. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All of that, and then you said yep. rope and all that. But now take us through this this real quick. What is the difference between you know you and I touched on it yesterday in our conversation? The, the voice actors that used to do like the Looney Tune voices and whatnot, 
and the voice actors of today, like what's the difference between the two? It seems like people had more diverse voice sets back then because I suspect because they had less to do and they had more time to focus on really getting their voices diversified. What's your take on that? And I'm talking like the Looney Tunes era and all that, the, the cartoon voiceover that work that used to go on. And what and what diversity apart of what 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 aspect when you talk about more diverse, uh what what was more diverse? Diverse, diverse with between the shows the range of voice and things, right? So somebody, the person playing Harley Quinn could turn around and play Batman, right? Bruce Wayne, right? Who would also turn around and play Bugs Bunny and so on and so forth. But you wouldn't even really be able to tell that it's them. It sounds like a whole completely different person. Okay, and you think that it was more diverse? Well, I'm I'm not sure about okay, that. More, uh, more range, more, they were wider on the spectrum back then. <laughs> Well, there could be a number of things, but I'll speak to some things that I do know. For okay. one, in differences between voiceover and animation and then all other types of voiceovers, at the end of the day, hey, Chike, thanks for tuning in. Um, it's all voice acting, so there is no difference. A lot of times people think that people who um, voice the characters of animations, that their acting is different from that person. Hey, David, who is voicing the voice of your Burger King commercial or the narrator that's narrating that documentary that, oh, wow, what's about to happen next? What's about to happen next? Both of those actors are acting. Both of those voices are inciting and eliciting emotion from you at a certain time based on what's going on or at what you're watching using their voice and then whatever other sound you know, is being provided. I think the difference or why you may feel like one, that there could be that it is so different is because just off the rip, you know, the 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 voices may be sillier or more high pitched and it's and it's attached to something that is usually associated with kids and it's young and it's fun and it's bright. So it excites your senses to make you think that a whole lot is going on. You know what I mean? Versus if you're looking at a movie or a trailer to the movie and it's a little bit darker and it's flash, 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 you know, in a time, long time ago, like if we were listening to uh, Don LaFontaine, you know, and he took you in that place, one man battles against the world. But even for him to do that, and some people do have a certain voice that is patterned after some popular voices that we've been hearing for 20, 30 years. Right. So they kind of got a little nice slide when it comes to those certain niche areas. But you have to elicit, you still have to um, work at, at, at getting the response. So basically, somebody who's advertising their movie or advertising their product or advertising whatever it is, they're going to tell the voiceover, so we're looking for a female between that sounds between the ages of 28 and 35. And she's not um, a know-it-all. She's like a casual, but she's inspiring. But she's... Um, but she um, is stressed and, she, and they'll give you all of these directions. Those are acting directions. You see what I'm saying? They're not saying, okay, so pause after you say this. Take a deep breath when you say, they're not giving you any of that. And then you have to take, basically they're describing the audience because mm -hmm. usually the voiceovers that you hear for what you're watching is matching who they're pretty much targeting to. 
right? So if it's bland and generic, that means they want it to reach a wider audience. They don't want you to notice the voice. If it's something that they have identified as this is a black product, like my McDonald's 365, then you're going to hear black people. If it's something that usually the cars in a rough era, to, that's associated with, you know, males over 40 from the Midwest, you're going to hear that voice. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Midwest, right. What's up, boy? <laughs> exactly. So it's always, it's always acting. Um, some people, you know, they just have that ability to throw their voices or adjust or have that vocal control. Like, how my boy was like, don't sing. But it's still learned voice. Even singing is still all about mastering your vocal cords and what your range is and then holding each pitch and then performing on that pitch, whether you're singing melodically or whether I am just talking like this. And then, you know, well, sometimes I'm just going to talk like this because I am talking to someone that's in their 20s and they want to hear me like this because, oh my God, it's about beauty. It's about pretty. But now... When we're talking about the deep south and unclaimed burial grounds of formerly enslaved persons, then I'm going to slow it down because it's serious and I need for you to hear me and feel me. You dig? And in ancient Botswana, long ago, when the ancient scriptures were young, you see, I'm not even a voice actor. I'm just having fun on the spot with you. But I understand. I like how you did that. And for the Empress 918, my friend said Wrangler commercials, damn it, LOL. What did they say? <laughs> Wrangler commercials, LOL. Exactly, Wrangler, four. And then even sometimes what I do, and there are things that are traditionally males or traditionally white females or traditionally white males, and I'll put a spin to it because I'm like, I could sell you a GMC. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could sell you a Crossland Vauxhall out in Australia. I could sell you a Jaguar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so those are just those things that you try to continuously um, put your best foot forward out there. And that's when agents and when agents really come into handy because although you can direct market yourself, like we were talking um, last night, but for you to be able to make those those types of changes or those types of impacts where you want to change some of those stereotypes, like how I just gave you those broad generalities, right? And I said, okay, for this, they're going to give you that. For this, they're going to give you that. Even though we know white people, Indian people, West Indian people, Southern people, Midwest people, all drive Wranglers. We know that everybody, you understand what I'm saying? So it's this, uh, what do you call this um, uh, non-tangible world of decision makers that have decided who is the voice for every product that is out there on the market so the only way for you to have an impact or affect those types of stereotypes or um uh cast types is for you to get national commercials worldwide commercials those big commercials for like mcdonald's and burger king and target and that run all around the country and all around the world that contradict the usual voice that people are associating with those brands. Now, riddle me this. What does a luxury voice sound like? So if you're doing a commercial for Burberry or something of that nature, what does that, what, what are the, the, the predefined parameters for that voice normally? Like if just off the top of your head, this is just me throwing a curveball at you. It, it doesn't, it, it's about what, it's about what the commercial is. 
So the tone of the tenor and the tone of those types of commercials are more, you know, clear and concise and crisp with the voice or, you know, lighter on the voice. What brand? Um, they usually go with white women. So off the top of my head, I would think of like a Dior. Okay. And that is, um, what's her name? Uh, from South Africa, from Monster. Okay. Um, so they want her. to and on it. And they use, and, and like with fragrances, okay. um, with certain beauty products, um, with the with some luxury brands, you know, they just have like, they'll just do like you know three or four lines, and it's it's what you were born to wear. Breathless, weightless. It's Maybelline. May well, that's a, that's a singy song. That's more of like a. <laughs> but the, but the part we said maybe she's born with it. Right? What? That part, it's right? Like it's a secret. Maybe she's born with it. No, nobody wakes up like this. <laughs> they woke up and they put on Maybelline. <laughs> they drew these on. <laughs> they darkened that and they highlighted this. <laughs> facts. Facts. I love it. I love it. Now we're going to segue over to who the hell is Leslie O's favorite, some of your favorite voice actors of all time. Hey, Keisha Keish. You know. Hey, Brother Cliff. Uh, well, who my favorite? I mean, I don't really have favorite voiceover actors. Um, who are some voices that I do like? I mean, I love Morgan Freeman. I love James Earl Jones. I love Samuel L. Jackson. Um, there's actually this British chick that I found I came across on, um, on Instagram, she does character voices or animation, and she's like in, like twenty one or twenty two. She's mad young, but she but I I I respect her hustle. I like the work that she posts up, you know. But um, uh, Viola Davis does a good job with voiceover. Um, there we're really in a time, and hopefully we 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 kick it up into more high gear, and it doesn't start fading out. But I would say maybe mid twenty nineteen to oh is that right mayor dc you just got you got all the good time <laughs> he said his voice is a mixture of james earl jones morgan freeman and samuel jackson how they do that it's right exactly <laughs> um i do like viola davis's um um voice um but yeah i, I wouldn't say that i particularly have voice oh like it, 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 i'm inspired by them if anything you know just actors in general and like i was saying so actors after a while you know they started to get more into voiceover and then um some of them end up having like really nice speaking voices that you might not have really noticed when they were actually actually acting keep, keep that oh, hey Wait, Keith David from, uh, you know, as past the Greenleaf, he has been in everything from Spawn. Keith David, exactly. To, um, shit, he was in all about video games. A lot of the men in the room, they know. He was in Grand Theft Auto since we were kids. Yeah, I like John Madden. I used to play John Madden, even though it was his own voice. But I used to like the sound effects that he would do when they would hit. He was like, boom, boom. You don't feel that in the morning. Right. right. Hey, heck of a play. I like all of that. <laughs> I tend, I guess, I tend to, I tend to be, I guess, drawn to male things, male voices, male. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the 
former tomboy in me. I'm a little rough around the edges. You know, I don't know. So those things jump out more. Um, oh, so what I was saying was, and I hope that it continues more and stronger and doesn't fade away, but I started noticing about mid-2019 where there, they were using more of the casual urban female african-american voices to deliver in more um well-known worldly global uh, global brands like best buy um excuse me not best buy uh the satellite i think it's direct tv i believe that is aisha something the chick from 911 um or or there's a, there's another one i think verizon and it's like uh kim one of the kims not whitfield not cole Whitley, uh, uh, the, the the comedian one, the lights. Oh, the Kim Cole, Kim Cole. Is it Kim Cole? Kim Cole, yeah, from uh, Living Single. Next Friday? No, not 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 Living Single, Kim. So you know, it's oh. like three of them. So one of them, but but what I'm saying is that some of these some of these uh, voiceovers that were traditionally very more like serious and straightforward are now being delivered with the conversation. You like, come on over to come on over to Direct TV. It's easy. Swap your plan. Da, 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 which is associated with the way we talk, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that that's something that continues to grow because then that gives more opportunity, you know, for me to get my national campaign. Right. You know what I'm saying? Levels, 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 levels. And Zakora Productions asks, Leslie, do you or would you do voice acting <laughs> or animation like, a, like an animation series, Queen? Certainly. Certainly, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for that question, Zakora Productions. <laughs> so we might, um, and you know, it could be, it could be. Would you say we might see her? We might see you in the new Powerpuff Girls or something like that. Dexter's Laboratory. Um, you never know. You never know. I actually do have. I actually do have an agent. I'm definitely um, okay. So when we were talking about the differences earlier between animation and, and the commercial narration as, as far as the acting, right? So you, one important thing um, that you do have to do, just like with acting, is that you have to have coaches. And there are nuances in all of these different things. So when it comes to characters and animations, I do have a voiceover coach. That's like one of his uh, specialties. Then you have <clears throat> video games and things, and that's another specialty that, okay, I have to refine and learn the nuances of that from pitch to common vocal qualities to the microphone to how to sound like you're running, jumping, squealing, you know, all of the normal things that we do in our regular speech, you have to do it in that character's um, speech. But definitely um, am looking forward to being on a, a really cool animated series and or film, you know, so let me constantly growing and evolving. Let me throw this in there, y'all. If y'all want a voiceover from Leslie, definitely follow on the grid, subscribe to her on the No, I should put that. And For, if you want a voiceover, visit voiceleslie.com. Hi, my name is Leslie O. Voice, and I'm a voiceover artist. Now, you might be wondering, what's a voiceover artist, and why do I care? Well, 
A voiceover artist performs anything that you hear but don't see. So this includes your TV and radio commercials, documentaries, and even interlude skits and producer tags on the hottest records, like Maybach music. And what's that on that beat? And so, if you're an artist in the studio working on the album day and night, but still feel like there's something missing from your project, or you're a producer or a DJ who wants to let everybody know who's on that beat, I've got something for you. For just $9, get a customized artist or producer tag from me. That's less than a medium two-topping pizza, less than your last Uber drive, less than 3.5 grams. I'm just saying. Click on the link below and get a customized producer or artist tag from Leslie O Voice. You ready? Okay, so either way, get in contact with Leslie. There you go. Okay, y'all get in contact with Leslie if y'all are having a voiceover work done for your brand. Um, and she can get you where the hell you need to go. Now, <laughs> question on the floor as we transition along and push this conversation along. What would your dream voiceover project be? What would it be? What would it look like? You know, give us give us that. Say that again. What would your dream voiceover project be? What look like? What would it? What would it? You know, how would it be handled? What you know? What umbrella would it be under? Would it be animation? Would it be a musical track like, you know, Jungle on the Beat? Holla at me. You know, something like that. What, you know, what do you think? My dream voiceover project. Okay, so every level. Okay. So okay, so right now where I am is that I'm I'm getting uh, regional voiceovers, I'm getting private voiceovers, and I'm getting national voiceovers. And then I just got started getting international uh, voiceovers in the past month, in the past thirty days. So I have a voiceover right now that's running um, on the B on two stations on the BBC in the United Kingdom, and it's for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that just came out on Netflix and um, on Netflix and um, in cinemas and on Netflix. Like I'm remembering the script. And there was actually the lady, which I didn't realize at the time, one of the ladies from ne the Netflix was sitting in on the voiceover, the voiceover session. So the next step for me is that I want that national campaign, that it's a commercial that everybody in the country hears that's running regularly. Then the next level, would be for me to um, have that same type of commercial running in multiple countries constantly, Brazil, Russia. I feel like they like me in Russia. Russia, um, Brazil, Venezuela, United Kingdom, Australia, South Africa, Nigeria. Then the next level would be, and then also simultaneously, because I know a lot of times people think you have to do one thing at a time, but if you wait and only do one thing, there's no guarantee that you're going to get to all of those things. So you have to set the foundation for them all to be able to grow and then nurture, nurture, move on and let it do its thing. Nurture, nurture, move to the next one and do its thing. And then you keep cycling back. And it's like if you were playing one of those um, games that the kids play to learn the basis of coding where it's, it's going in a row and then you come over and this goes in a row. And then it's, as you look your whole career or that whole journey is pushing forward or rising up. 
So then the next thing I will want is to have a serious series on a network or um, a solid streaming service. But then at the same time, you always have to create your own thing. So during all of these, and I have been looking and I continue to look for an animator, a creator to, to form a team that we can create our own animation and start it off small until it can be consistent and grow it and grow it at the same time. So that way that feeds into the universe for the opportunities and for the growth that I want for that to actually happen because I'm doing the work. So you can, I can't sit and wait for an animated series. I got to just go ahead and make an animated series. So Natasha asked, would you learn a second language to further your career? That's a good ass question, Natasha. Thank yes, you. actually. And, and I did. Uh, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I am at, I speak on an advanced level and I, I can read I read and write the best and I can translate, interpret. I can survive in a solely Spanish speaking environment or country. And I, I started to do that again some years back because I felt like that was going to be valuable. Sorry, I'll just talk to you guys. So, yeah. And the next the next um, language that I do want to learn is uh, French. Because one, it's closely tied to Spanish, so I think that it'll be easier for me to learn. And then two, when I think about the languages that spread and reach across the world, English, Spanish, French, yes, there's like another big three or four, but as far as what I think I'm capable of learning and actually have the capacity and tools to learn, this bookcase really does have books. So, uh, Creole would be great on you. I can help write that animation hollow. Uh, Boom. Yes, French. That's good advice for all creators. Nurture your work. Shout outs to Indy Charles, the Cora, Keisha, the Todd. So these are oh Creole, yeah, that would be great. A oh, Creole, <laughs> as the uh Haitians say. Creole. So yeah. And then Russian and Portuguese. So this is next. <laughs> Smith was good. So now we're gonna transition this along. With that said, and you have some uh, recommendations from the audience on what languages you need to get in the lab on next. All right, learn learn Pigeon 2 and Yoruba. Now, you know, good and well, Yoruba is hard as hell, and I, ch I try. At Yoruba, it, I would learn, it's easier to learn French than to learn Yoruba. So Yoruba is one of the, this is... This is a, a filmmaker that I know, and he is Nigerian, but he's he's Igbo. But I, I feel like he speaks a little Yoruba, too. Now, Pigeon, I can learn. So I hope you're volunteering to uh, teach this. Somebody said, are, are we saving this live? You said you were, wow. right? Yes, we are. So, yeah. So Yoruba. So basically, okay, let me tell you about how hard Yoruba, Yoruba is, okay? I had an audition last month. <laughs> I had an audition last month that my uh, manager got for me for a new series that's coming out. I'll probably cry when I see it. It was either it's either coming on HBO or Showtime. It was written by um, a Nigerian uh, female, if I'm not mistaken. And the character was for an American born Nigerian girl. But she speaks Yoruba. She's born and grew up here. I don't speak Yoruba, right? But I said, well, how? But I can learn. I'm, I got a good ear. I can 
learn to memorize, I can enunciate, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. So <laughs> I have four lines. <laughs> four lines. I called my mom. I said, Mom, I got an audition. Here's the lines. You have to teach me how to say this properly so I can do the audition. She's like, okay. I tell my manager, my mom's going to help me. Oh, that's great. You know, da 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 da. Wait, is your mom with you? Is she speaking up too? Yeah, of course. She's born there. Oh, we got an audition for her too. So now me, both me and my mom have this audition for this stuff. I'm like, all right, mom. Now, this is how I know, okay, she must really actually do want to support me a little bit. It's the first time where I felt like, okay, mom, thank you. She took that thing to work. She came back home. She had her lines memorized, okay? So now I've been practicing. I went to work. I'm practicing. So I come back. Okay, mom, here's what I have. I say the thing. She's like, no, like this. Iyawo, 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 iyawo. The same word can mean five different things. And I, I couldn't tell which part. Is it the E that goes up? Is it the ya, 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 wo, wo, wo? No, I cannot learn your but It's not going to happen. I've been saying I'm going to learn. I have to literally go to Nigeria and do and just stay there. That's the only way. It was so embarrassing, but I pushed through. I did it anyway. My manager said that's one of the best auditions that I ever submitted. They came back to us again. But I think the the girl, you can tell if somebody speaks native Yoruba. You can tell. And I think that that's probably what did me in. Because we had a really, a really good audition. So I was like, Mom, I got you're going to have to teach me Yoruba. She said, DC, you're going to have to go to Nigeria. <laughs> So that's that on the Yoruba tip. Now, pigeon, I, I can learn pigeon. I just need a teacher. Who's going to teach me? Who wants to offer to teach me pigeon? West African pigeon. Leslie, you are funny. LOL. Catalyst probably said, oh, yeah. Chick <laughs> Charles, what's good, brother? Keisha, LOL, back to you. So now we'll segue over. What? Riddle me this. What recommendations would you have for people that are interested in voice acting and or up and coming in the voice acting game? It seems like a lot of people in here have an interest in voice acting. Um, and yeah, have a bit, no, no, no. Okay, fair enough. With the voice actor like yourself. So what, do you, what would you say to them? Okay, those are two different people. So let's start uh, with the, the person the who is just... Interested. People interested in voice acting and the up-and-coming people in voice acting that might already have had done a couple of projects or something like that. Right. What would you have for them? Right. So those so those are two different people. Okay, segment. So first, I'm going to say to the people who are interested in voiceover, okay? Because she has someone that can teach you French. Go ahead. Yes, please. I think her, I think her daughter speaks French. No, for real, I want to learn. See, I got the workbooks. I'm ready to learn. Uh, so for people who are just interested, like, uh, where's DC mayor 2020, Tony Wilton, nephew, um, that have, you know, people have said, oh, you got a good voice. Oh, you should try a voice. I'm like that those people. One good source is actors connection and that you can do that sing along. That's true. Music does help you. You're right. Um, actors connection and on the website is actorsconnection.com and they basically specialize in one of the things they specialize in is trainings. So they have 
you know, comedy voice. They have all types of stuff. But when it comes to the voiceover, um, you want to do like an intro workshop, introduction to voiceover. So basically, that's kind of where you really learn what it is, what it's all about, and then start practicing on scripts and get your voice evaluated. Now, as far as now who to go to and to continue to go to, that's really debatable. And what I've witnessed over the years is that people are not really in the habit of saying, go to this person and do this thing. You know what I'm saying? I can say some of the things that I have done, but I definitely took a different route to voiceover than was ever suggested or ever prescribed because my situation was just different. Um, so I would say definitely that's one source. Um, in most acting schools, well, many acting schools are probably will have some type of voiceover um, aspect. They usually have voice, but what you'll find again is that those teachers, the instructors, one of them is a voiceover artist. Um, so getting re getting referral is the best way because so that you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of of somebody that's just kind of selling their services. But Actors Connection, they always they they. For the voiceover people that they have, they're always good, but it's they do fill up. So you have to have hmm? actorsconnection.com people. Actorsconnection.com. Yep. And then they have this thing called the Free at Three series. They started with the Corona. They used to do it every day, but I think it's once or twice a week now. And that's also a great place for you to get industry information. Um, so if you go to Actors Connection and then sign up for the newsletters, you'll get the notifications and you'll see when those things happen. And then you log on. I believe it's the first hundred people can get in. And then they always have just a different industry guest. And you can type questions in the chat and then they'll have their own spiel and you can get a lot of information. I actually got a new acting teacher out of going to one of those classes who's really good. He um he was in um a Bronx Tale and he's 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 very talented, but that's one source. And then the other source again is speak to an acting teacher or instructor or just ask an actual voiceover person who do they work with. Um for starting out, my voiceover my voiceover coach wouldn't be appropriate. But when I did start out, start start, I went to Andy Roth casting. I was in New York. It was in New York. Now everything is virtual, so that also helps. So um, I think he always does his classes through one of those organizations, though. I don't think you can go, like, straight to him. It's always through an organization. Um, and I would do an intensive. I would do something that's not just one class, but, like, it's a, it's a good chunk. It's not a whole program, but it's a good, meaty chunk. So you can see, do you have so, – so that's the, that's the training parts. But first, you should ask yourself, do you really want to do voiceover or do people just tell you that you have a nice voice? There is a difference because one of the things about voiceovers, which was told to me many, many times, is that it's very difficult industry to break into. It's harder to break into than acting. But once you're in good, you're in good because you have repeat customers. They keep coming back to you once they like your sound, then they keep using you, right? So for one, in order for you to be competitive, you have to have your own home studio. It could be as elaborate or it could be as specific as as simple, but it has to be quiet, dry, quality. You have to have a mic. You have to have a computer. You have to have um a um um, um a digital audio recording system. So that's either going to be Audition, which I love and use, or it's going to be Pro Tools or 
it's gonna be what's the other popular one not fruit loops that's the music some other one you know you're gonna have to have that so that's a subscription or whatever you can't use free versions and be successful in any of this and now now that um with the corona and now more people are wanting to get into voiceover and now it's even more competitive as far as a studio home studio quality wise and passion so a lot of times when you get hired for a job the people are there they're like directing you you don't sometimes somebody will just hire and say hey perform this i like the way you sound and you do it they might give you feedback and then you do it again you send it but a lot of times you're sitting there with somebody and they're watching you and they're listening to you do it live and you're going to do it 15 times this way and you're going to do it 15 times that way and then you're going to play back and like that right so a lot of times they will require for you to have something that you can patch in to the studio that they're working with which is either source connect or isdn and even isdn now is apparently which was really really expensive it's being less preferred and now it's all about the source connect so that's another so there's all of these different startup costs that you have to have just to even be competitive and you're not going to start making money right away so you really have so to want to do it catalyst projects that well yeah facts yeah and i and, I, and my um gabadon who was on here earlier he uh, is a, a native Spanish speaker. He actually taught me a lot of Spanish and he taught me to use songs and music to help with language as well. Okay. Um, but as far as Catalyst wanting to do theater, she has a nice voice. Yeah, you do have a nice voice and you would be good with theater and your voice does project well. But the only thing is that we have to adapt with the times and there is no more theater. We don't know when a theater is going to come back. And even though people start like with the music situation, you know, and I guess people are saying if you get tests and all that, but I still don't know how Broadway and how other theaters are going to be because the the structure and the way theaters work is that the people, you know, you're sitting right next, people are sitting right on top of each other and right like that. It's not like when you go to a concert, it could be standing, it could be mixed, you know what I mean? So I would say don't do what somebody says that you're good at do what you want to do and then see if you're good at it right so we already know you have a good voice because she sings too so you can't go and do voiceover because everybody else says you should do voiceover because you won't be good at it because you're not going to be you're not going to want to do all of the things that you don't want to do that push us because we want to do that thing you won't be able to do it so you stick with what it is that you really want to do but at the same time there's no theater but you can still be trained. You still got to learn. And then you can see what you want to do after you start your training. Because you can't just walk into a theater anyway. So start with the training and then take it from there. Now, Leslie, the... Um, yeah. Riddle me this. Well, what, what, what unusual... We're going to ask a personal question. What unusual talents do you possess that most people don't know about? Unusual. Unusual. Something I that's, crochet. You crochet, really? I would have never guessed. <laughs> I would have never guessed. That's that's a difference. Is that unusual? Crocheting is is very. You got to be pre very much so present to do that shit. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Taught you how to crochet. Uh, I, I read it in a book. And then um, I started practicing. And then there were two older ladies that I was around at that time that gave me little tips to perfect how I was holding it and stuff like that. But they were like, you got to learn first. We're not going to teach you from scratch. No, I had to to read the book. But yeah, I've always had pretty good eye-hand coordination. So it wasn't hard for me. Probably I grew up, see, my mother is a seamstress. I grew up in the sewing room. So maybe that's why I wasn't that hard. I grew up helping her sew, okay. using so sewing machine, hand stitch. You were getting your mind and your hands right the entire time. already, yeah. Maybe that's why I wasn't that hard. Okay. And Zakora Production is requesting a crocheted hat from your ass. What color? <laughs> Yo, Leslie, tell her how much that's going to be. All right? What color? Yeah, <laughs> Zakora. She said, send her the color and all the, you know, whatever. Okay? Now, transition. All right. As we wind this thing here down, I I want to know in the people as well, uh, what does Leslie O want her legacy to be? Mm. Okay, I will tell you that. But before I tell you that, since you said we're winding this down, I want to remind everyone that I'm launching my YouTube channel on Saturday, December 26th, LOV Studios. All one word if you just type it in in the YouTube and check us out. We're going to do a live launch. It'll be a show. You'll see what we're all about. You can go there now, subscribe so I can get to that magic monetization number. And uh, yeah, so check it out. You'll I think that you will enjoy. All right. So that's Love Studios, December 26th, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for my folks in London, Patty's Ed Radio. And Aaron, and if I left you out, I appreciate you all for staying up late because it's 10, 11, 12, 1. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. That's love. I appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, so that's Saturday. So, most of your phones in your hand to watch us. So, please just subscribe to LOV Studios on YouTube from your laptops if y'all can do that. And. <laughs> yep or right after oh and then also i'm running a raffle so if you text hashtag raffle to this number that i just posted and then put your cash app and your ig handle i have one cash gift and i have one um one um um what do you call it physical gift um to give to those and actually I'll give y'all a little sneak peek the to the gift. It's a limited edition um, Nipsey Hustle. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, though. But just know that it's related to Nipsey Hustle and it's limited edition. And one of our sponsors, Free Weed Now, over in California, sent it over just so I could give it to one of you. So text me, hashtag raffle. The number is there. The number is on my IG. The number is on Google. If you type in my name on Google, all of that stuff is going to come up. Text me, hashtag raffle, with your info, and we will give it away live and direct on Saturday. Okay, now we're talking legacy. What'd you say? I said salute, salute. Got that So as far as legacy, it actually is tied to our language conversation and stuff we were talking about earlier about Yorba, about language and these things. So, 
you know, growing up and only having one parent. That's why I don't speak Yoruba because only my mother is from Nigeria. My father is from South Carolina. And so she always said that it was too difficult to teach a kid language when only one parent speaks it in a house, which I understand, especially since it is so difficult because, you know, you're going to keep leaning to the one that's the most familiar and the most common. So if out in the world, everything is English and then one parent is English, one is Yoruba, you're not going to, as a kid, you're not going to stretch that ear to try to learn the harder one. You would just end up learning English anyway. So I want to be successful enough in my entrepreneurial career so that when I create this, people listen and people participate. It's actually here on my, on my, um, oh, I forgot I take this. I think I can twist it like that. It's actually here on my vision board there. See that? NRC. That stands for the Nigerian Resource Center. And I would like to build a brick and mortar place in uh, DC or Maryland that is all about Nigerian culture. The same way they, they have one for Eritrea, they have one for Ethiopia, they have one for Turkey, Greece, Germany. Um, they have one for Cameroon and several other countries. But Nigerians are the highest population of Africans in this country. And majority and and this is one of the areas where it's most densely populated and i want to have a place where it serves coming and going and all of the wide and beautiful varieties of our nigerian heritage so for a kid like me who i have grown up with a lot of customs but because i don't speak the language i still miss out on a lot of stuff but i was always interested to have a place where a kid like me can go and learn yoruba so that she doesn't have to go to nigeria where there's people there that can sit there and teach that it's intentional because it's through language that culture and traditions pass on from generation to generation for a place where it it highlights and shows nigerian made films and documentaries and music and artists that come through and have talks about the different issues that are going on like with the sars with the armed guards uh, the armed uh, militia that are stopping people in the road. That happened the last time I went to Nigeria, which was a long time ago. But, you know, you driving from to and fro and somebody just pulls over and says, hey, what do you have for me? And they have a machine gun in their hand. What, what, do, what do you have for me? This is the stuff that happens. So to have a place where people can be informed about this culture that is so relevant, that is so influential to the whole world, because in my opinion, and I think Zakor will agree, Nigeria taught the whole world how to study. Nobody stunts like a Nigerian, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you that. Nobody. But that's a country and that's a culture that we, uh, we don't really know a lot about. There's over 200 different dialects in Nigeria we don't know. Whatever happened to the girls that was, the Jabal girls that were taken away? What about the militia, the people that still um, hijacking um, the people there? You know, so just having a place where we can learn as actual descendants then also all of our friends, because everybody who has a friend, everybody here has a friend who is Nigerian. Everybody, everybody, you know, you sit there and you think, and if you can't think, just look at their names in your contact and, and then you'll start to see them last names. Everybody knows one Nigerian person. So it's to educate us, it's to educate them. And then on the reverse side of coming in for people that's coming from the country, that want to come here guess what 
Now you can find out where your fellow brethren, where are their restaurants so that you can patronize them? Where are those doctors so that you can go to them? Where are those beauty professionals and the like, and so on and so forth. So this is my dream. This is my legacy that I want to leave behind for the rest of the world. And, and so that's the legacy. only reason why, I, that's, that, that's, the, that's what motivates me to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So that I can, you know, pay for my space on this earth. You are listening to Love Studios Podcast. That was my interview with All By Fiat, Taylor J. Beckett. And if you would like to learn more about voiceover for your business or project, please visit voicelesley.com or text me anytime at 903-246-4080. If you'd like to support Love Studios, I'm happy for you to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash lovestudios. Please subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Love Studios, one word, and follow us on Instagram at Love Studios Rocks. See you next time.